Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Matthew chapters 23 through 24 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have and do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in Matthew chapter 23. Religious Fashion Shows. Now Jesus turned to address His disciples, along with the crowd that had gathered with them. The religion scholars and Pharisees are competent teachers in God's law. You won't go wrong in following their teachings on Moses. But be careful about following them. They talk a good line, but they don't live it. They don't take it into their hearts and live it out in their behavior. It's all spit and polished veneer. 4 to 7 Instead of giving you God's law as food and drink by which you can banquet on God, they package it in bundles of rules, loading you down like pack animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you stagger under these loads, and wouldn't think of lifting a finger to help. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows, embroidered prayer shawls one day and flowery prayers the next. They love to sit at the head table at church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, preening in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees, and getting called doctor and reverend. 8 to 10 Don't let people do that to you, put you on a pedestal like that. You all have a single teacher, and you are all classmates. Don't set people up as experts over your life, letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God, let Him tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of Father, you have only one Father, and He's in Heaven. And don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There is only one life leader for you and them, Christ. 11-12 Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Frauds. 13 I've had it with you. You're hopeless, you religion scholars, you Pharisees. Frauds. Your lives are roadblocks to God's kingdom. You refuse to enter, and won't let anyone else in either. 15 You're hopeless, you religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You go halfway around the world to make a convert, but once you get him you make him into a replica of yourselves, double damned. 16-22 You're hopeless. What arrogant stupidity. You say, if someone makes a promise with his fingers crossed, that's nothing, but if he swears with his hand on the Bible, that's serious. What ignorance. Does the leather on the Bible carry more weight than the skin on your hands? And what about this piece of trivia, if you shake hands on a promise, that's nothing, but if you raise your hand that God is your witness, that's serious? What ridiculous hair-splitting! What difference does it make whether you shake hands or raise hands? A promise is a promise. What difference does it make if you make your promise inside or outside a house of worship? A promise is a promise. God is present, watching and holding you to account regardless. 23-24 You're hopeless, you religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You keep meticulous account books, tithing on every nickel and dime you get, but on the meat of God's law, things like fairness and compassion and commitment, the absolute basics. You carelessly take it or leave it. Careful bookkeeping is commendable, but the basics are required. Do you have any idea how silly you look, writing a life story that's wrong from start to finish, nitpicking over commas and semicolons? 25-26 You're hopeless, you religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You buff the surface of your cups and bowls so they sparkle in the sun, while the insides are maggoty with your greed and gluttony. Stupid Pharisee. Scour the insides, and then the gleaming surface will mean something. 
27-28 You're hopeless, you religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You're like manicured grave plots, grass clipped and the flowers bright, but six feet down it's all rotting bones and worm-eaten flesh. People look at you and think you're saints, but beneath the skin you're total frauds. 29-32 You're hopeless, you religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You build granite tombs for your prophets and marble monuments for your saints. And you say that if you had lived in the days of your ancestors, no blood would have been on your hands. You protest too much. You're cut from the same cloth as those murderers, and daily add to the death count. 33-34 Snakes. Cold-blooded sneaks. Do you think you can worm your way out of this? Never have to pay the piper? It's on account of people like you that I send prophets and wise guides and scholars generation after generation, and generation after generation you treat them like dirt, greeting them with lynch mobs, hounding them with abuse. 35-36 You can't squirm out of this, every drop of righteous blood ever spilled on this earth, beginning with the blood of that good man Abel right down to the blood of Zechariah, Barakiah's son, whom you murdered at his prayers, is on your head. All this, I'm telling you, is coming down on you, on your generation. 37-39 Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Murderer of prophets. Killer of the ones who brought you God's news. How often I've ached to embrace your children, the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you wouldn't let me. And now you're so desolate, nothing but a ghost town. What is there left to say? Only this, I'm out of here soon. The next time you see me you'll say, oh, God has blessed him. He's come, bringing God's rule. Matthew 24. Routine History. 1-2 Jesus then left the temple. As he walked away, his disciples pointed out how very impressive the temple architecture was. Jesus said, you're not impressed by all this sheer size, are you? The truth of the matter is that there's not a stone in that building that is not going to end up in a pile of rubble. Three later as he was sitting on Mount Olives, his disciples approached and asked him, tell us, when are these things going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming, that the time's up? 4-8 Jesus said, watch out for doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities, claiming, I am Christ, the Messiah. They will deceive a lot of people. When reports come in of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history, this is no sign of the end. Nation will fight nation and ruler fight ruler, over and over. Famines and earthquakes will occur in various places. This is nothing compared to what is coming. 9-10 to They are going to throw you to the wolves and kill you, everyone hating you because you carry my name. And then, going from bad to worse, it will be dog-eat-dog, everyone at each other's throat, everyone hating each other. 11-12 to In the confusion, lying preachers will come forward and deceive a lot of people. For many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in, nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. 13-14 to Staying with it, that's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry, and you'll be saved. All during this time, the good news, the message of the kingdom, will be preached all over the world, a witness staked out in every country. And then the end will come. The Monster of Desecration 15-20 to 20 But be ready to run for it when you see the monster of desecration set up in the temple sanctuary. The prophet Daniel described this. If you've read Daniel, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're living in Judea at the time, run for the hills. If you're working in the yard, don't return to the house to get anything. If you're out in the field, don't go back and get your coat. Pregnant and nursing mothers will have it especially hard. Hope and pray this won't happen during the winter or on a Sabbath. 21-22 This is going to be trouble on a scale beyond what the world has ever seen, or will see again. If these days of trouble were left to run their course, nobody would make it. But on account of God's chosen people, the trouble will be cut short. The Arrival of the Son of Man
23-25 If anyone tries to flag you down, calling out, here's the Messiah. Or points, there he is. Don't fall for it. Fake messiahs and lying preachers are going to pop up everywhere. Their impressive credentials and bewitching performances will pull the wool over the eyes of even those who ought to know better. But I've given you fair warning. 26-28 So if they say, run to the country and see him arrive. Or, quick, get downtown, see him come. Don't give them the time of day. The arrival of the Son of Man isn't something you go to see. He comes like swift lightning to you. Whenever you see crowds gathering, think of carrion vultures circling, moving in, hovering over a rotting carcass. You can be quite sure that it's not the living Son of Man pulling in those crowds. 29 Following those hard times. Sun will fade out. Mooncloud over. Stars fall out of the sky. Cosmic powers tremble. 30-31 then, the arrival of the Son of Man. It will fill the skies, no one will miss it. Unready people all over the world, outsiders to the splendor and power, will raise a huge lament as they watch the Son of Man blazing out of heaven. At that same moment, he'll dispatch his angels with a trumpet blast summons, pulling in God's chosen from the four winds, from pole to pole. 32-35 Take a lesson from the fig tree. From the moment you notice its buds form, the merest hint of green, you know summer's just around the corner. So it is with you, when you see all these things, you'll know he's at the door. Don't take this lightly. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for all of you. This age continues until all these things take place. Sky and earth will wear out, my words won't wear out. 36 But the exact day and hour? No one knows that, not even heaven's angels, not even the sun. Only the Father knows. 37-39 A the arrival of the Son of Man will take place in times like Noah's. Before the great flood everyone was carrying on as usual, having a good time right up to the day Noah boarded the ark. They knew nothing, until the flood hit and swept everything away. 39b44 The Son of Man's arrival will be like that, two men will be working in the field, one will be taken, one left behind, two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one left behind. So stay awake, alert. You have no idea what day your master will show up. But you do know this. You know that if the homeowner had known what time of night the burglar would arrive, he would have been there with his dogs to prevent the break-in. Be vigilant just like that. You have no idea when the Son of Man is going to show up. 45-47 Who here qualifies for the job of overseeing the kitchen? A person the master can depend on to feed the workers on time each day. Someone the master can drop in on unannounced and always find him doing his job. A God-blessed man or woman, I tell you. It won't be long before the master will put this person in charge of the whole operation. 48-51 But if that person only looks out for himself, and the minute the master is away does what he pleases, abusing the help and throwing drunken parties for his friends, the master is going to show up when he least expects it, and it won't be pretty. He'll end up in the dump with the hypocrites, out in the cold shivering, teeth chattering. Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Thank you for being here listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible2Go. Sincerely, Michael and Michelle. Shell. Join us. Again. Tomorrow. As we continue reading God's Word with audio Bible2Go. Visit. Bible. 2 See you again tomorrow.